who's better at FIFA? I've beat I've nice. beat no no don't listen to him. It's like two <laughs> series. Man. I've like, been I'm off going. my I've been off my game lately. I, I'm not gonna lie. He's been I'm rage slacking. quitting. Guys, it's the Doopy Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. We are in Fredericksburg, Virginia, still in separate locations, but um, it is episode fifty-nine, and it's May. <laughs> it's May. <laughs> you told me not to say that. So this is an exciting episode. Um, not for the me and Luke part, never is, but. In the second half of this episode, after the break, we've got one of the biggest interviews in the history of Doopy Brothers interviews. We got both Aronson brothers, not only Brendan, but Paxton joined the show. So we have Brendan and Paxton Aronson who came on. We'll talk a little bit about the interview before we send you off to break because it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was just brothers interviewing brothers. It doesn't get better than that. So, uh, yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about What's been going on with brotherlygame.com, some soccer entertainment for you, Bundesliga, a little bit of MLS and Philly stuff. So, Luke, good to talk to you. Let's talk more. All right. So let's start with um, the Brother of the Game coverage that happened last week. So last week it was uh, Jersey Week. Jersey Week is like our super exciting. This is like our Super Bowl week. I feel like you and me are Jersey I don't know. We love jerseys. Yeah, we are jerseys. Um, yeah, no, yeah. So it was it was fun for us because we, we we get into that and we had what three posts on our brotherly game. Yeah. Uh, so we yeah. Had, so you we, you and me each had our individual one. Then we teamed up for one. The yeah, one we yeah. teamed up for is something we talk a lot on the podcast. It's our power rankings of our jerseys. That was fun to write with you. I mean, from afar, of course, we're doing our social distancing the right way here. Yeah, it was fun to get um, a perspective of how many jerseys we have that were misses. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, it, it was it was about fifty percent. Yeah, I mean, we're yeah we're batting fifty percent, so it's just kind of nice to now kind of know that stats say if I buy a jersey with someone's name on it, I know what the stats are that it, or the probability is that it's going to be a screw up yeah so that, that guy's going think, to colorado right yeah 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 it turns out that everyone who i buy goes to colorado um so just to recap that i own a latou jersey he did play in colorado for a little bit um but i do own a trusty and a rosenberry jersey so two current colorado players and i own zero current union players on the uh, on the old back of the jersey there <laughs> that's not great have no. you decided uh this year if you'd get one who you'd get uh i was gonna go fontana because of our one interview mm-hmm. and from newark which is right right around the block from us mm-hmm. um where we grew up at least but now i think i'm gonna go aronson because uh the recency bias yeah recency bias so we'll see who we interview next week and then i'll, I'll say i'm gonna buy their jersey but um, I, it's just, yeah, 
yeah, it's it's nerve wracking because I don't want to ruin someone's career, but I want a sweet jersey with someone's name on it. Yeah. So it's scoping out eBay. I know, uh, well, you know, because I send you pretty much an eBay listing every day about something I'm looking at, but mm. eBay new favorite website to go to. I need to download the app. I haven't done that yet, but man, you can always find like union stuff or soccer stuff. Uh, like I'm looking for, uh, what's any old union jerseys, but the Bethlehem steel one, that's kind of like the one that would be so sick to buy. Most recent time I saw it is 250 bucks. I was like, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. That's, that's like the, what, what do you call it? The white whale, the white whale. Yeah. And, and whenever I see it, it's always like, yeah, it's expensive or it's like real banged up. So it's not worth the buy, mm-hmm. but yeah, that one's, I don't, that one's one to look out for. I, yeah. It, eBay is cool though. It is um one of my most impulsive purchases came from eBay and I, I bought uh, something for, in in about a minute after I saw it, it was like instant, I, I, like no hesitation. It was like a union purchase, but yeah, eBay's fun with that stuff. What what was it? You're telling us what what was that? Um, it is something that I, I it's a bit of a surprise, so I don't want to say it right now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, because it may doesn't... not be for me. Oh. <laughs> uh, just for all our listeners, my birthday is coming up. It's practically tomorrow, but it's actually in August. Who knows when you're listening, though? Yeah. Um, but the other white whale that's out there on eBay or any other website is Parley jerseys. So, Luke, tell what you did for thebrotherthegame.com with your Parley post because this got a lot of traction and a lot of people said that they would – someone said they'd mo- take a second mortgage out on their house for this. So talk yeah. about that. Yeah, so I, I, as anyone who listens knows, MLS has done – for the past three years, um, Parley jerseys for MLS teams during Earth Day, and uh, what they, and it's just like you know a recyclable materials kit with this company called Parley for Oceans that like helps uh, you know say, you know save the oceans and get and get junk out of the ocean. So they, they it's a like, cool initiative, and uh, for the past two years, all of MLS has, has participated, and they each either get like a, a light or a dark boat, dark jersey, and the past two years, Union have gotten light jerseys, and, but then this year, it, it would have been, what, like two weeks ago that, that this would have occurred, but obviously that didn't happen, so I wanted to make a version of what these could have been this year, um, and I made a light and dark version, and I, I made it kind of similar to the last year's, like, teal color scheme, but I wanted to add, add a little bit more to it, so I added some, some like, kind of like a, I don't know, like a seafoam water texture to it, and, and it, that was pretty cool. What did you think about it? Yeah, it turned out pretty good. Um, I feel like the big uh, thing that people don't like about Parlay Jersey Week is that the highlights all look exactly the same because all teams are wearing the same two colors. Yep. But um, we've talked about before that if you get a chance to get one of those jerseys, you really have to do it right away Yeah. because they go fast. I remember the first one, it it was just white, and it was like in the club shop Mm -hmm. weeks and weeks after – the actual parlay weekend i didn't really think much of it because it was just kind of a white jersey um but that wasn't the case last year with the seafoam color as you said it was like you, you talk about how you put it in your shopping cart that night and then in the morning you wanted to go buy it and it was all sold out yeah. they're just they're hot steak. and your your yeah your concepts of it for this year were, were pretty were pretty on par there 
Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll. I, I'd imagine I, they, imagine these kids were like made already, so I, I they they I feel like they maybe they're gonna try to work in a plan to get them back for one of the the games this season, whenever that will be, and maybe they can squeeze it in for a Labor Day kit, maybe. Maybe <laughs> I mean but, uh... it's always it's around Earth Day and. Earth Day's half birthday would be October twenty second, so oh, maybe like okay. the end of the season. Uh, you know, if you're doing you Earth there half birthdays, half Earth days, mm-hmm. always birthdays Earth Day. So fun fact for the Doopy wives. <laughs> um, so that was that was a good post. You put a lot of work into that one. A lot more work than I put it into my uh, my post for Jersey Week. I photoshopped Union jerseys into uh famous movie scenes um and i'm not a graphic design designer designer graphic designer yeah um and so you you probably would take a look at that article and you'd probably figure out pretty quickly that i'm not a graphic designist um and then i added quotes that didn't go with the movies which is just brilliant i feel like the comedy reach on that uh not to toot my own horn but i gotta toot my own horn here um the one where Tom Cruise is sliding across in his underwear or whatever yeah. for whatever that business is that the right movie? Yeah, yeah. But then the quote I have, the quote I have with it is, "You can't handle the truth." Oh, I was dying. I was laughing at myself so hard. Like, you can't handle the truth. It's like one wrong movie. Two, he didn't even say it in that movie. So, oh, that was, that was by far my favorite one. Um, did you have a favorite Photoshop of mine? Um, that one's up there. Well, the, I think I like the Tom Hanks, uh, Forrest Gump, um, and then what was the quote? The I'm the captain now. It was a similar, similar, <laughs> yeah, similar. Uh, joke. Different, different movie, but. Uh, and Tom Hanks didn't even say that quote, but right. it was a Tom Hanks. That's, that's some brilliant stuff, man. There's the multiple yeah. layers of that joke. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, good stuff. I, I wonder how much time, how much more time that took you than the than the jerseys took me. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know, man. I and I was doing some photoshops the other day just with uh some fun stuff, just using my left hand while feeding my daughter. So. You can see how seriously I take it, um, but I just I just appreciate there being not much content to put out right now, so yeah. my work gets highlighted. That's that's where I really thrive when there's nothing else to do. Everyone um, and then there's lowers their bar. You know, when the bar is low, that's when I thrive. You know, that's when I strike. Lower that bar, and I'm I'm gold. <laughs> Go, go. Oh, excuse me. Um, so then there's the brother. <laughs> we're like, yo, a lot of people might listen to this podcast because of the Aronson interview. And now we start like this. That's good stuff. It's um, <laughs> also the brother game video of our jerseys. Oh, that was pretty cool. Um, showing off all of our jerseys. I, I loved Chris Bratton's picture of all of his on um, the clothesline. One, I didn't know people still use clotheslines, so I appreciated him using that. And he had a bunch of cool ones. Uh, but then I really liked how the video ended with the montage of you, like four straight pictures of you. Yeah, I thought it'd be more like all the, <laughs> all, we would all like kind of be lined up. So like I kind of did like a regular looking like pose and then like centered. And so it looked kind of boring. And so it's funny that those are all like piled at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of an a, 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 anticlimactic uh, ending. Luke, Luke, Luke. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, yeah, that's funny. Um, so if you missed any of that, go to brotherlygame.com. Check those out there. Me and Luke have some fun. Uh, we appreciate Matt letting us um, put out our 
are fun ideas. Yeah. So, so you might be bored right now. Uh, you've probably found yourself looking for some things to do. You've probably been pretty good at finding stuff, but we'll, we're going to add in some soccer entertainment that maybe you haven't found, or maybe you have found and you want to hear what we think about it. Um, so if you're looking for some soccer entertainment within the reading spectrum, uh, I've got a handful of books I'm going to throw out right here. I know our friend Jonathan Tannerwald talks about the book in sun and shadow. Um, I've been working my way through that book. It's, it's pretty heavy. I'll be honest. It's a little heavy for my, uh, my reading level for lack of a better term. Um, but it is prehistorical, gives some good moments uh, about just the game, the beautiful game. Another book that cracks me up that I have is called Outcasts United. Um, I was gifted it. I think my dad gave, gave it to me. I re-gifted it. And then I think dad gave it to me again. So I've gotten this book multiple times. I don't think I've actually <laughs> read it. If you're a coach. So I know we have some coaches listening. One of my favorite books to read was The Messiah Method. Messiah as in uh, the college in Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania shout out. Um, but it's about the Messiah uh, college soccer program and kind of the principles that they um, established their teams. And it's just, I mean, they've got a winning program. One of the most winning program are most accomplished wins. I don't, I don't know what words I'm saying. I get what you're saying. Um, college soccer. Yeah. And they've just got, it's, it's a great book. Just kind of talks about the importance and the uh, pillars that they established within their team. A couple of other good ones in Soccer IQ books, literally called Soccer IQ. Just kind of give some good um, theory behind some coaching. And one of my favorite ones through coaching is called the Modern Coach Position-Specific Training. So if you've got some midfielders, outside mids, who you want to like work on crossing or something, it'll, it'll give you some specific drills to work on specific position-type stuff. So you're able to set up a practice a little a little more specific to what your needs are, what your player needs are. So that's kind of my rundown of a couple of soccer books to check out. Uh, nice. Hit us up on, on Twitter if you need some more. Um, I've got a bunch. Luke, go ahead. Talk about some shows on Netflix that you've been watching. Um, sure. So I, I haven't watched two, all of, all of the, the soccer shows that, that have been going around, but um, so a couple that I've been diving into is Settle Until I Die, which is it's 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 good it's really good um obviously about sunderland um i, I don't even remember what, what what year is that one in it's like a couple years ago right yeah i feel like the first season was maybe three years ago maybe two years ago now and then uh the second season was a season ago yeah i don't know either way I that's the second that, yeah. season yeah right. that's, that's a yeah it's a fantastic show and it's nice yeah. to see a show where it's not about winners right yeah, and I don't know. It just like and seeing, kind of like the live action like game clips, just like kind of like gave me a reality check of like how much I actually miss soccer because it's just like yeah. those little moments where it's like not just not like the goal or like the biggest play of the game, like those little like key passes where they just want to like hone in on a certain player. Like those little moments that like I like you kind of like forget about when being like removed from soccer for so long and like that 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 show was kind of giving me that reminder like. And then, like, thinking about all, like, the like the player transfers and all the things that, like, fan, like we as fans, like, get caught up in and, like, like you know, flock to our Twitter feed just to, like, find new updates. Like, it's, like, those kind of things that Sunland Till I Die kind of brings up that, like, reminds me, like, everything about soccer that I miss. Right, right. And then another another good one that I haven't finished as, as well, but um, 
is is a really good one is this is football it's like the amazon prime documentary and it's like each episode is a different story but it's just like a super 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 well done documentary that like even like my fiance who like doesn't really care about soccer get into the first episode just because it's like a well done you know well thought out story that they that they produce so that's another another high recommendation but Nice. Um, yeah. Speaking of Amazon Prime, um, I was just popped on there this morning, and I forget. There's like a Dortmund thing. Uh, there's like a ton. There's a couple of Cristiano Ronaldo, a couple of Messi. There's like a ton of just like things I've never heard of, but all kind of soccer related. Um, like this morning, I ended up hitting a Thierry Henry documentary, and it was kind of following him a little bit, kind of around the MLS All Star Game, and. Is like talking Beckham and stuff. Uh, so Amazon Prime actually is pretty loaded with a bunch of, I'd probably say 10 to 15 different soccer shows. So that's definitely a good place to check out. Um, they're, even they're, if it's an, not one. they're an underrated yeah. uh, platform. I'd say. Right, right, right. Um, tonight I heard the song, a little less conversation, a little more action. And so Luke, what does that make you think of? Uh, obviously, it makes me think about the Nike cage commercial campaign that happened during the 2002 World Cup. Yeah, man, those it's... commercials. I was trying to tell Kate, my wife, about these commercials, and she could not care less. But I was so excited, man. Go check out old Nike soccer commercials. Jogo Benito. Yeah, like, I, I always think about the 2002 World Cup as, like, the, like, kind of event that made me, like, 100%, like, go all in on soccer and like I feel like those commercials were like half as like influential like, like as like the actual World Cup just because I was so obsessed with that whole thing and like watching those those little caged uh, games it, it was just so cool and and yeah those Joko Benito ones I I remember like growing up like watching those on repeat and then like finding one little move that like Ronaldinho did and I was like okay I'm gonna try to do that little one move that I can probably pull off and go into the backyard and try to do it and then yeah they're, they're just they're super fun commercials that, that at least for me brought up a lot of good memories in the past yeah I definitely find myself going to YouTube and checking out those every once in a while um probably more than I should actually some <laughs> other little soccer entertainment things if uh your boredom still is there after uh, watching all the screen time and reading books. Um, build some Legos. Shout out to Matt Ralph. He's built Subaru Park and he's building some different stuff. Uh, he built a Rico's Lounge recently with Hulk out front. So Matt Ralph has been our soccer Lego master. Um, yeah, the details behind those have been pretty impressive. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, like he orders parts. Like he's like legit Lego master. I feel like there's a TV show called Lego Masters, and Matt Ralph is one step away from that show. <laughs> um, do some soccer art. Like you gave me some paintings to re or not paintings, painting supplies, and I look forward to doing some acrylic art. But I like if you follow us on Twitter, you see me posting all these stupid little watercolor paintings I do, but I love it. It's so fun. It's cool to create. So create, it makes you feel good. Play some FIFA. Uh, you might suck like myself, but hop on a video game system, play some FIFA. It's always fun. Um, another entertainment thing is give yourself a physical challenge and train. I know it's the off season. No one's really playing right now, but it doesn't mean you can't get out and run a little bit. 
And uh, the last thing for soccer entertainment that we had was listen to some soccer podcasts. You got a bunch of union ones, obviously. We got a lot of union soccer podcasts still working hard to put out content. So props to all of our partners and friends out there who are still grinding out content when there's, you know, no soccer going on. Um, Luke, what's what's another soccer podcast that you really like? So... Well, one I can mention that that we were recently guests on is Sons of a Pitch. Sons of a Pitch. That those are some cool dudes. That was fun talking to them. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, like, they're, they're really really nice. That, that was like one of the easiest. Um, I don't. know, I guess we were on the the interview e side of the 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 conversation, but it was just super fun to talk to those guys. And you know, again, just reminded me just how much I missed MLS and the, the like. MLS community just showed, like just just showed out like they're they're just cool guys. Yeah, so Sons of a Pitch reached out to us. They just liked a tweet. We followed each other. Then they messaged us. Then, like, that night, literally, we went on an interview with them and just kind of talked about all things Philadelphia Union. And they're a Toronto fan and a Chicago fan. And it was just, yeah, MLS community coming together. Um, yeah, they're, they're just cool dudes. Um, my favorite MLS soccer-based podcast right now is the BSI the podcast, Benny Sal and Ike Para, Benny Felhaber, Sal Zizo, and Ike Para. Their podcast is just phenomenal. It just cracks me up. If you need um, to listen to some funny soccer content, listen to those guys. They they talk to former players, current players. Uh, they talk to Will Farrell. They talk to uh, the, the guy who was coaching the Colorado Rapids recently. Um, but the the best was the Alan Gordon. If you go look at the B, or look up the BSI the podcast with Alan Gordon, I was in the gym literally cracking up out loud. I had to leave because I was just laughing, just trying to work out and laughing because it was just so funny. Um, and it's not often that I want to listen to a podcast twice, but I might have to listen to that one again soon because it was just phenomenal. So there's a lot of soccer entertainment out there for you. It's not something that was uh, all available years ago. So take advantage now while you can. And you got all this free time to listen to some podcasts, watch some soccer commercials, some soccer shows, read a soccer book, learn how to coach some soccer. Yeah. Okay. Um, but now. But now. Um, breaking news as of, I guess, today. Um, or maybe it was yesterday. But regardless, soccer is coming back. You mean in the Faroe Islands? No, man. Bulgaria. Bulgaria, no. Bundesliga. Bundesliga, Bundesliga is coming is back. back. Real soccer, quality soccer. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't back. diss, don't diss any other leagues that are <laughs> playing right now. But yes, one of the big five leagues is back. Bundesliga will be back. The next time you hear from us, there will have been official European soccer played. That's exciting. Yeah, so we're just going to become like a Union Berlin podcast or Eintracht back podcast. So we'll just switch to that full full force. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want Eintracht. Okay. Well, well who's it? <laughs> okay. But uh, we can keep our name though if we uh, stick with uh, Glogback. They use the dupe song, so dupe rather right, still yeah. work. Yeah, I actually feel like we we actually have a large contingent of Glogback fans who listen to us, waiting for us to talk about the Bundesliga, but we haven't really talked about that much. So they usually give us pretty poor reviews, but hey, they listen. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't like Frankfurt, uh, kind of just because of Frankenstein. Timmy Chandler? 
Timmy Chandler. I think he looks like Frankenstein. I don't know. I've just never been a fan of his, and so I don't like Frankfurt. Okay, they're supposed to be our sister city or Philly sister city, so you should. We're supposed to really support them. Bro, I live in Fredericksburg, Virginia. I yeah, can like well. whoever I want. <laughs> Who's Fredericksburg, Virginia's sister city in Germany? <laughs> uh, That's right. You never heard of them. Whatever team Kai Badger played with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kai, uh, was it Kaiserslautern? No, no, that's too big of a team. Yeah. Um, so with Bundesliga coming back, is there like, are are you gonna like have a team like support to support and like really commit to it, or just gonna be sick with being casual? Bro, I'm just a, I'm just excited for the refs, man. The refs yeah. have been sitting waiting. I've you know, just been yellow carding their cats and dogs, and they're just they're just excited to get out there and give uh give some rough defenders some yellows. No, I don't have a team. I'm just excited to see some live soccer. Yeah, I'm just excited to like wake up on a Saturday and be like, "Honey, I'm putting soccer on TV." And my son, he's he's like, "No soccer." I'm like, "Yeah, we're watching soccer, dude." <laughs> yes, it is nice that we get like a little bit of credit now that like we've been removed from soccer so much that like once it's on, it's like, "All right, that's that's the only option right now." Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. What else are we watching? Paw yeah. Patrol. We've seen. Paul. <laughs> Um, do you think that it's cool that it's okay that they're going to play without fans or, or should they have waited or does it, is that a factor to you? I think, I think at this point, everyone's just, I think players are probably just like, I just want to play. I'm just tired of being by myself. I want to play the game. I imagine that's probably what it's like in the locker room. They're just happy to be back around their guys and like not by themselves running and training all on their own in their own little small groups. Um, and then fans, I mean, you're just excited to see something on TV. That's not a replay of the 1994 Euro European cup or something. It's like, uh, finally something fresh. So yeah. I, th- I think, I-, I think there's no care. Like, all right, we don't need fans in the stands. Like that doesn't need to exist anymore. We just need some sports to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's just time to watch soccer again. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And I think we, first weekend we get like a nice derby match with Dortmund and Chalka. So should be good. Ooh. Um, yeah. So that's, that's I saw, that's I saw Gio Rania just, just signed a contract extension. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or he okay. signed with Dortmund. Yeah. He's like yeah. another, another few years. What is it? 2020. So another two or three years. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's that's good. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's two Americans that that game, so that's fun to watch. Yeah. All right. So all right, let's. All right. So let's talk about MLS. Let's talk about MLS. Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna say. So. What do you, What do you miss most about MLS, Luke? You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to tell you what you miss most, or you want me to tell you what I miss most? Tell me you miss most. I uh, shoot. Um. Now, what I miss most, not to be all sentimental and stuff, but I miss driving up to Pennsylvania with you on a, on a Saturday morning. So you and me live in Virginia. We drive up Saturday morning. We go to 896 Pie, or is that what it's called? Yep, and we yep. get pizza and wings. We eat that for lunch. We go to what now would be Subaru Park, watch the game, drink, eat there. Oh, yeah, we get beer on the way. We drink in the parking lot. Um, and then we bring some beer home and then we finish off the pizza and then Sunday morning we wake up, realize there's no more food in the house because our parents are at the beach for the weekend. And then we drive home. Those are just like the best weekends. We're just like, 
we just go to this pizza place, get pizza and wings, and enough of it to feed us for about 24 hours, and then we head home. That, that was just the best weekends for me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, those are those are those are super fun. And you also are making me feel really guilty now because I'm moving to Philly in a matter of weeks now, so it's the chances of those and weekends I'm, happening are uh, <laughs> pretty slim. I'm gonna be driving up Saturday mornings on my own, going to the pizza place, <laughs> get a whole pizza, just just uh, depressed eating it all on my own, meeting you at the stadium, being all bloated, be like, dude, I can't drink with you because I eat half a pizza on my own and that's a bunch of wings. Yeah. No, but, yeah, um, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. What do I miss the least, I would say, would be, uh, no, don't be mad, people. Twitter, dude. We we interact with people on Twitter mostly, but just like watching the overreactions on Twitter for uh, just the negative. Like when we were mm-hmm. when we score goals, Jakob Glesnes is bomb, dude. I go I go watch Twitter all day for that. But when we get scored on or when something negative happens, it's just it's just hard to uh, sit on Twitter. But I can't, can't like comments. I just it's one of my favorite pastimes. It's just like yeah, you know, let me see someone post something. Oh, they got. 15 comments let me read them all this is gonna be hilarious and then i just get pissed off and like oh well, I, hey i hate these guys like oh why do they keep saying this like you know the best team in the world like why is why is there any doubt about that yeah. um yeah I that's agree. what i miss most or at least yeah yeah i definitely that's definitely my uh miss least as well because it yeah it's just like twitter twitter right now is like relatively pleasant there's nothing to really like our, our Twitter feed is just like union fans and like soccer stuff. So it's like nothing's there to like debate or whatever. It's all just kind of like casual conversations and interactions. So it's like all like relatively pleasant, but yeah, when, when there's a union loss, it, it gets rough and we can't, it's tough to stay on Twitter. Um, and then for me, what I would miss the most and I, and I well, now I can't not say the same thing, same answer as yours. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I don't want to sound like a bad brother, but I'll, I'll add a different one. My second most, thing i miss is just the like 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 the pre-game anticipation like instinct once Mm -hmm. we get into the stadium we're sitting and like you know have our beer and like we're sitting and it's like before the game starts we're like comfortably like got there in time and like you know just sitting watching warm-ups and like anticipating like checking the lineups like like analyzing the other team's lineups like just that like that little moment there that like you're just like waiting for like this perfect night that you're just watching union soccer that's what i miss yeah yeah totally totally get um i wasn't mentioning it at all in your memory or no you're we're it's you and me we're there together you know we're there no yeah yeah no yeah i was there i was there oh i'll I'll be able to say that um Yeah, uh, it'll it'll we'll be back. It'll be, it'll happen again. We'll be back yeah, no, in no. Park, all Union fans together. It will happen. We just have to be patient. Let things take its course. Uh, it will happen. We'll be back. It will be wonderful. And can you imagine the atmosphere that first game back, that first home game back? Like, yes, it sucked for the past like however many months and however however many months forward we're looking, like. Look at the positive. But we get back, like, whether it's six months, nine months, 12 months from now, like that, that's going to be so awesome. The, the joy in the stadium, the excitement, the noise that we're all going to make is going to be, I think, beyond anything that we've all experienced at that park yeah. before. I think it's just going to be such a special atmosphere. Um, that first game back is going to be one you don't want to miss. Whenever it is, 
you you're gonna want to be there and it's gonna be really i think just really a special special day or night whenever it is yeah i'd imagine that the demand for that ticket voices are I, yeah yeah the man the, the demand for that ticket is going to be on par with like the playoff game it's just going to be right. like everyone's going to just be dying to get there and it's just going to be a cathartic feeling and having mls back and being back in that stadium definitely yeah. definitely definitely right. do you want to talk about the interview or do you want yeah to do yeah okay. let's talk about our interview all right so in the second half of the uh after the break we're going to release our interview with the uh the aronson brothers um so you got two brothers interviewing the aronson brothers um and i mean this this one you and me were so excited about it. i mean as soon as we heard we were getting these guys on uh, um i i lost sleep over it because i was just so excited not in a negative way but i was just like all right i hope we talk about this i hope we talk about this and then i was so excited i went on twitter and said hey Give us some questions. What do you guys want us to talk about with them? In doing that, uh, we got we got a bunch of questions. A lot of people messaging us saying, "Hey, ask this, ask this." I'll be honest, we didn't get to all the questions. So if you asked a question, um, I tried to wrap a lot of the questions into our general conversation, one way or another, but I was not able to get them all. Um, there were there were a handful of uh, video game questions because. Fontana, a couple interviews or a couple weeks ago, interviewed him. Talked about how Brendan plays Fortnite, and we got some Fortnite players who are fans, so they wanted to hear about Brendan's Fortnite. He said he needs people to play with. And then I dropped the ball, and I did not get his uh, gamer tag. So it's my bad to all my friends who play Fortnite. My bad. And for those who don't know what Fortnite is, it's an awesome video game that. Uh, a 32-year-old father should probably not be playing it as much as I do. Yeah. Um, what else What else do you want to say about that? I have a lot to say about the interview, but yeah. I'll let you talk for a second. Yeah, I don't know. It was just such a, a really, really special one because it, it, these these kids are, I mean, they're, they're just so cool to listen to. I mean, you can tell, like, there's this great, like, brotherly connection between the two, and they just, they just seem like kind of typical older, younger brother that have a lot in common and just, like, you know, have a, have a lot to share. And, and so it kind of can relate to us and, and how we, you know, can enjoy soccer together and all that. But these kids were super, super level-headed and really, really well-spoken. And, and it was really cool to hear um, hear them speak and, and to know that these guys play for the union and or, you know, Brandon plays for the union and Paxson will hopefully sometime soon, you know, make it up to the union and, and everything says that he, he should. And it was just really cool to hear about their their life right now and, and what they're up to and and their kind of insights on, on the game and, and the union and it felt it, it made us feel like it feels special because it felt like it was a special moment for us and like because we don't we don't ever expect to get a guest this good and this may be exclusive in a, in a way and um it was, it was really cool and really excited to, to share with everyone yeah man uh we asked some questions and they both kind of like fought over the answers so we just want to clarify before you listen that Brendan was the one who was better at FIFA, and Paxton is the one who takes uh, more care of the dog. So you'll hear them argue about that a little bit, just like brothers will. Um, one of my favorite things I took away from it was um, we mentioned a potential European transfer to Brendan because he's he's a young American playmaker who uh, is playing very well. 
um, making national team, getting getting his first cap, and also Europe would naturally be the next like progression for him. And when asked about it, he didn't mention he he completely is focused on the union. And as a union supporter, that was really cool to hear that like he's not looking past this team. He is full, one hundred percent all for the union. And and both of these kids, they just just talking to them. They know that they just got to keep working hard, keep training. Um, they give a lot of credit to their family, and uh, they just know the right the right way to go about things. And it wasn't just like standard interview talk. So it was it was cool getting to hear about them. I liked learning about Paxton as a player, and and he talked a lot more than I expected from a young sixteen year old giving an interview. He was very very friendly and maybe that was because his brother was there but um yeah it was great it was great talking to him i was just so so lucky to be able to have that chance to talk to those two and they were just cool two cool dudes who uh were were great to learn from and just two kids who really have good heads on their shoulder and i hope in the future we get to talk to them again that's that's really what i hope is that like we just continue to get to build this relationship with those two guys because they're pretty cool um and none of you will ever guess who paxton is a a fan of in in the premier league i mean you could you could be thinking like 10 teams you won't you won't guess it you won't guess it it was yeah, pretty that, funny that was definitely Aaron an Brandon interesting choice yeah 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 and, and brendan had to call him out on it and that was a cool brotherly moment to yeah. be like nah man you don't like this team this is really your team and paxton was like yeah you know that is the team that i kind of root for and it was, it was a pretty cool brotherly moment so um they also talked nicely about jim it, it was cool hearing kind of brendan uh saying the right stuff not only for his brother moving forward but then then just how he talked about jim Curtin as a coach um and it's kind of what you expect but but hearing it from from a player the way you would want to be coached in my mind like it's just kind of a nice reassuring way to hear from a young player that uh the way jim is coaching is really just kind of fitting with how i'd imagine i'd want to be coached and then he also talked about greg berhalter and how greg berhalter is a different kind of coach than jim um and how those training sessions went it, it was just uh, i mean i could go on and on about this interview um i really look forward to hearing how much people liked it it was very cool and I really look forward to the future again and talk to these two guys again. Yeah, yeah. Let's stop rappling and actually get people to uh, to listen to it. So let's you might want to just cut to the break and and, and let let's lead to the interview. Well, you don't think people want to hear me talk more about it? <laughs> no, let's let them just I, hear I the think, actual interview. <laughs> I, I think that's a good idea. All right, guys. Well, this is the Doopy Brothers presented by the Brotherly Game. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this interview with. The Aronson Brothers. Hey guys, it's the Doopy Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ, joined by my co-host, my brother. Hey, I'm Luke. And we're here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. It's May 5th, uh, Cinco de Mayo. Hello, everyone. Hopefully you're enjoying it safely. But the big thing is, you're not going to be listening to the Doopy Brothers too much tonight. We've got the most exciting interview that we've had in the history of Brothers on Brothers on Brothers. We've got the Aronson brothers tonight. So, uh, boys, why don't you introduce yourselves, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, so I'm Brendan Aronson, play for Philadelphia Union. Uh, Paxton Aronson, play for Philadelphia Union's U17 Academy. 
So guys, thanks for coming on. Tell us, what is your life like right now? What's, what's training like at home, on uh, school, all that's going on in your world? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. But yeah, I mean, I think this has been crazy for everyone. And it's kind of like not the ideal time for a soccer player. But I think just finding things to do and using the resources that we already have, like having my brother, which I'm with right now, and having my dad. Like I used to train with him when I was younger. And that's how I feel like I've gotten all the skill that I have is from training with him and my dad. And me and him go at it 1v1s, we'll do all that kind of stuff. So I think doing like doing having what you have and just kind of working with that has been really good. If you want to add anything. Uh yeah, we've just been like taking this time, using it valuably to like improve our game and anything we wanted to improve it on. I still have to do like my schoolwork and meet mm -hmm. virtually with my teachers. So I mean, I've been like kinda occupied, but it's kind of the same thing every day. Just yeah. school, soccer. Mm -hmm. So, so are you guys able to talk to your coaches and get, you know, things they want you to train on, or is it kind of just uh, training what you, what you, what you guys want to train on? Um, my coaches have been sending like links to like little drills we can do and just like small patches of the yard or whatever, little workouts, just like little things to get your feet moving and get your touches up. Yeah. And with me, just the Philadelphia Union has been sending like workouts and stuff like that. So I think staying fit is kind of the biggest thing right now. I mean, you're not going to be game fit to go back into the season whenever it will be. But I think that just trying to stay as fit as best you can. And I mean, some of the guys live in the city, so they don't really have a lot of time that they can go out and get touched on the ball. So I think whenever you can get touched on the ball, I'm fortunate to have a backyard where I can do a lot of stuff in and my brother and my dad. So that's good for me. But yeah, I think just staying fit and getting some lifting in is big for us. That's awesome. So, so Brendan being a star on the union right now, and uh, you've made your first cap and Paxton, an up and coming prospect that everyone's kind of heard about and talking about, even Jim Curtin's brought up your name. Um, so two of you guys in the same family, would you say like, that's such a rare thing? Do you think you would attribute a lot of that to training with your dad? Has he been a big part of that? Um, can you speak to that or just pushing each other further? Or is it all about the academy that you've gotten into? Uh, I give my dad like huge credit. He's just stayed and worked with us like carelessly. Like, yeah. Hours on top of hours on top of hours. Like whenever we ask him to go train, like we can train on our own, but he's so like, he loves doing what he does with us. And I think that's like the huge thing. Like he loves helping us whenever he can. And like knowing what we need to improve on, he'll do like little research on it. Look up some like clips to show us just how can we better improve our game. And yeah. He's just really dialed into that, so he's a huge help. Yeah, I think, and like just his knowledge. I mean, he played in college, and he's really like he's watched the game and he know he studies the game. So he's been huge for us. And Paxton will agree to this, but yeah, he's he's countless hours of him working with us, and I owe him. We owe him a ton of credit for the players that we are. And I think not only my dad, but having each other to push off of. I mean. Whenever we get into 1v1 games, like, it's always competition with me and Paxton. It's, like, any shooting drill, any passing drill, anything that we're doing, we just make into, like, a competition. I think it really pushes us and makes, like, us want to get better. Yeah. Having a brother is definitely a big yeah. help. Just, like, that competition base, always wanting to win and, like, developing that mindset. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that worked out for you guys. It hasn't worked out for me and Luke. He didn't yeah. help me at all. So. No, I blame AJ. Sometimes <laughs> he's not good enough, so he didn't push people far enough. Yeah. <laughs> can never he can never compete um other than soccer do you guys have any other games at home that you're overly competitive at ping pong yeah ping pong i'd say i mean video games like they kind of talk smack against each other about like 
Fortnite or any game that we're playing at the time, like FIFA. We we played a lot of FIFA games recently. Yeah, really, honestly, like ping pong, that, like we, we were trying to get some tennis in, like anything really we're competitive really about. <laughs> Who's better at FIFA? I've beat, I've beat, no, no, don't listen to him. It's like two <laughs> series. Man. I've, been like, off my, I've been off my game lately, I, I'm not going to lie. He's been, been rage quitting. <laughs> what, what teams do you guys play with? Barca. I play with Barca. Yeah, I play with PSG just because Mbappe and Neymar. But I, okay. I like, yeah, but yeah, probably PSG. And so we do have some listeners who are diehard Fortnite guys. And, and yeah. When they heard that we were talking to you, they were all like, oh, you got to get them to play with us. You got to get yeah. them to play with us. So just a heads up, the Sons of Ben would love. They love the Sons of Ben. I need a partner right now. No one wants to play with me anymore, so I need someone to play with. But, yeah. Oh, I, dude, I can't publish this until I, I get your name then because I don't want anyone else stealing you. Yeah, no, I don't want to get I don't get a lot of friend requests out of one time. <laughs> <laughs> um so another home question. Mother's Day is coming up. Just heads up. Next Sunday's Mother's Day. You guys hope you're prepared. Um, no, I didn't even know. I kind of forgot. <laughs> I won't. Hopefully your mom doesn't listen then. Yeah. Who would she say is, who would she say is the bigger uh, troublemaker at home? Oh, God. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, probably my sister. But from us two, I would probably say me. He's yeah. like chill. Like he's like, I always... I always do. Like, when I was younger, I used to do some stupid stuff. But, like, it wasn't <laughs> really stupid, but, like, I don't know. But he's always the chill one. I'm just, like, he's to himself. himself. Yeah. yeah, I'm to myself. I don't really, like, <laughs> just, just out chill. Brendan just does stuff that's, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and you, yeah, you guys I, just got a, a puppy recently? Yeah, yeah. we did. It's uh, Yeah, her name's Skyla. So we've been busy with her, too, potty training her and everything. But, yeah, she's... She's really cute. Yeah, we really, she's been great for us, I think, just during this time. Yeah, entertaining. Yeah. Who takes more care of her? I do for sure. Um, I do for sure. No, come no, on, Paxton, pick it up, man. No, I pay care. more. I pay more attention. No, you to don't. Her. You don't. You don't, though. You don't. He maybe lets her out more, but I, I say <laughs> that's not All right, our last, last question that's kind of like not exactly soccer related. Yeah. Um, who has the better hair? me <laughs> because I, it's it's all about opinion because he's starting to get curly hair now i used to have a beaver yeah. cut I, yeah my old haircut was not yeah it now he starts now hair. i actually like his hair more because before <laughs> he had a, like a beaver cut and he didn't really have any curly hair but so, when i hit puberty too when i was going through puberty he, i had i got really curly hair and now he's going <laughs> good thing about mine is i don't really have to like do anything he has to like spend time on his do gel i just like but my yeah but i wear i use like condition like a conditioner i don't put like actual gel yeah, it's like a lot of work so, <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot more hair talk than i expected there so awesome. <laughs> um all right so let's let's talk about your guys development um paxton kind of tell us about we all, we've all seen brendan and the way he plays but tell us about what kind of a player you are um kind of similar to brendan ways like on the smaller side, I guess, of the spectrum, quick, good at passing. And my main goal is just to like constantly score and in the 10 role, just like get into positions to either have assists or play like with the front three or strikers, whatever formation we're playing. So does that have anything to do with your name having the word 10 in it? Uh, yeah, because, well, all throughout the union and in the academy, the 10s like, 
the playmaker and he adapts the role just like constantly trying to play forward, decisive passes, breaking the back line and like scoring and getting as much as assists as possible basically. On the back of your jersey when you make it, are you just gonna have the word packs and then the number ten on? <laughs> um I don't, haven't really thought about that really. <laughs> uh, I think about it, man. It's it's a pretty baller move. <laughs> that would be baller. Oh. Pax is a good nickname. I just, yeah, that just hit me. Pax 10. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Paxson, um, as you've seen your brother uh, have success with the first team, how does that, uh, how do you take that and, and learn from him? Or has, is there any specific things you've taken from his success? Uh, obviously, it's like really cool seeing my brother go through the progression and then the first team and having a lot of success. success. So it's like big motivation for me. And it gave me, like, gives me a clear pathway to say, like, wow, I can, like, really make it. So that's, like, the dream and the goal to make it big for the first team and kind of hopefully do more than Brendan. Okay. And, Brendan, is there anything you would – any advice you would give your brother or – I mean, you've, you talk to him a lot, but other people who are listening who have that dream to follow you or Paxton Steps that – I mean, you're further ahead in the journey. Any mm-hmm. advice or words you want to tell them? Yeah, like, I mean, for me, I think that just like my entire life, I was always a really hardworking kid. And I was, I was every kid that like would let losing go away. Like it always bothered me. And I think just at a young age, I think working as hard as you can and getting as many touches as you can on the ball and just wanting to be the best player you can at a young age, I think that's just a huge thing for a kid. And you just train tirelessly. I mean, Paxton touched on that. Like, we trained every single day for two hours. Like, there wasn't a day that went by that we'd take a break or anything like that. It was just ongoing training. So, I think that's, like, the biggest thing for young kids is, like, when you feel tired some days, you just still go out and do something. I just think that, yeah, working hard is a big thing. I mean, that's awesome. And you, you see it in the way you play. I mean, we'll get to the LAFC game later, but I think in that game it came out that you ran eight miles in that game, and that was just – that was an insane stat here that you ran that far in one game. Yeah. Um, so you guys both, what, how old were you when you guys joined the academy? Uh, Union, for me, Union Juniors started, I was like seven or eight. Okay. No, I think you might not have been that young, maybe 10. Mm-hmm. You probably played Metro for two years. Yeah, maybe. Eight, 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 nine, nine, ten. Yeah, they do, they do Union Juniors young now, like that age. But probably for me, I think it was like 11 or 12, I want to say. And then I I did Union Juniors for about a year and a half, two years, and then I got into the academy at 13, and I played with the U14. So that's where I met Fontana, Mark, Matt, Matt Freeze. I met everybody that year. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you've been with those guys for a long time? Yeah, and they, they've been with each other for a long time too. I was always like a year below them, so I wasn't with them every single year, but okay. with them throughout the whole entire academy. You get to play up with them a lot then? Yeah, I would, I would uh, sometimes I would go up, but there was a one year where I didn't play as much. So I went down with my age and played a couple games, but that was really it. I was mostly with them throughout the academy. That's, cool. That's awesome. I mean, Philly's been known to have that the top, one of the top academies in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you, do you guys talk about that, or do you talk with other young players about, like, the difference in other clubs and Philly's youth system? Do you guys feel that or talk about that with other players? Yeah, um, from, like, being in the academy, just, like, talk around when, like, a homegrown signs, 
it's just cool saying like, wow, like that could be us. It's like a real clear pathway and it gives you like a lot of motivation. Yeah. I also think that like when you like go to like national team camps at like a young age or like you're talking to like national team guys now where you're like playing with different guys or talking with different like younger guys, I think you can really like take what they got from their academy days and what we had with our academy days. And you can kind of like see the difference of like how professional the union is like at a very young age. Like you get everything you need to succeed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you're saying, the the crop of guys that you were talking about, they're all first team players now, and you, you don't see that across the league. That's that's pretty yeah. special. Yeah, and first team guys that are actually playing like most games of the season, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. As American playmakers, you both uh, uh, attends. Do you feel any extra pressure to prove yourselves in games while like Americans are still trying to prove themselves in that position? For me, I think that it's just something that. I think getting time like in those spots and making decisions and that it just comes with games. And I think that I'm fortunate to get them, got the amount of games I did last year. And I think I did well with them. I'm not saying I didn't, but I think that in that final pass, that final shot I've gotten, I've worked tirelessly on, like I've said, and it's getting a lot easier for me, like arranging my feet and playing that final ball. And yeah, I I think it's just getting easier and easier, easier for me. Cause like in the LAFC game, I was ready for the ball. I turned and I shot it, and there was no second thinking about it. Last year, I would take an extra touch or something, but this year it was kind of like came so easily. So I think that's like something that comes with time and getting in those spots. But I don't really try to think about it that much, no. Yeah, I just think like when you get into a good position to score, it's all about just like staying calm and focusing on where you want to put the ball and just like put it in the back of the net. Just like staying calm and not getting too overexcited. Mm-hmm. So, so are there players that you uh... – reference or game off of or look up to to, to learn from in, for those positions? Uh, well, the player that I've always looked up to is Messi, just how like calm he is on the ball and how slippery he is to get away from defenders and just like his poise. Like he, he's never like freaking out. He's always so calm. And another one back in the day was Iniesta. I just thought he was so calm and clean on the ball. Mm-hmm. So are you mad that Brendan got the nickname Metro Messi or Matthew, he got that one, not you? Happy for him. We'll get Metro Messi too. It's okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, what about you, Brendan? Yeah, for me, I, at a young age, I, I have big posters of Steven Gerrard in my room. And uh, yeah, he was a – because I'm a Liverpool fan. And Steven Gerrard was a big part of my childhood. I think that I always loved watching him play. And he was more of an eight. Like, I know he's not a 10, but he was more of an eight. But he could defend. And that's kind of what I modeled my game off of. Like, I, I defend. I like to go forward. And I, I like to score goals, assists. Like, he was in, in a complete midfielder, I'd say. But as a 10, I'd probably have to go with Iniesta. And, like, i trying to think who else I really like right now. I, I like to switch players a lot, too. Like, whoever's hot in the moment, I really like. So, I think, yeah, it's probably yeah, De Bruyne I really like, too. That's, that's, a, that's a big one. He reminded me. Probably De Bruyne right now is my favorite. Oh, that's cool. So you said you're a Liverpool fan, though, but you can still yeah. like De Bruyne. Okay. <laughs> I have their uh, 2005 when they won the Champions League above my bed, and I have Steven Gerrard to my left in my bed. Nice. Yeah. Um, and so if Liverpool's your club, Paxton, do you have a favorite European club? <laughs> I laugh at this. Listen, uh, I'm known around the house. It's just like kind of – Front runner. Hop, yeah, front runner. Whoever's winning, I'm on board. <laughs> But I 
I like tell, to, him, tell I, him who you like. Don't I like to consider myself a Liverpool fan. No, no, honest. no. He's been saying he's a Crystal Palace fan. Like, who says that? I was a Crystal Palace fan. Like, who says that? But more of a Liverpool fan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I respect that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't let your big brother uh, fool you around. Mm. Crystal Palace, that's, that's a club. You can like yeah. them if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> Known as a front runner, but he picks them. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, let's get into some of the union stuff. Uh, so before you guys were part of the club, did you guys have any special memories about the union, maybe watching the union, or any other soccer experiences growing up that kind of stand out to you from a spectator's part? Um, I just remember, well, when I was, like, little, when the club first started, I just remember my dad telling me that, Philly's going to get a team in the MLS and I was like excited and then time went on and I just remember going to the games and the atmosphere and just like kind of looking up to those players like Latou and like Brian Carroll. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, did you guys did you guys ever get a chance to watch the Farfan brothers play together? Yeah, yeah. we did. I know we were big fans though. We were big fans of them. We liked Vincent Nogara, Nogara I think it was. Mm -hmm. yeah, he was really good. There was a few like really good guys that we really liked at the time. But yeah, I mean, we had season tickets for four years. I think we like four years, probably more than that. But we just we we couldn't go to every single game towards the end because we had games on weekends and stuff like that. So it was kind of getting tough to go into games. Now, have you guys talked about being on the Union Field together? Is that like a dream of your guys? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a big dream of ours. For yeah, sure. definitely, big big dream of mine. Yeah. Brendan, would you rather play? A season with Paxton on the Union, or make a move to Europe earlier. No question. Um, I mean, I, like all my focus is on the Union, like it always has been, and I think that whenever I can make that European move, that'd be awesome for me because that's been my goal for my entire life. And but yeah, all my focus on the Union, I'm not really worried about. Like, like I know I would I would love to play with Paxton. That's a dream of mine for sure. But if it comes, then it comes. But I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Who's friend? So, who's your Who's your best friend on the team? For me? Yeah. Uh, I love. I would love to say Harris Nugent was my best friend last year, just because I, I know you guys have probably read some stuff on how much of a role model he was for me. Yeah. And I still talk to him this day, and he was my first roommate on the union, and we kicked it off from there, and we were just really good friends the entire year. We were roommates all year. And I went to him for everything, all the struggles I kind of had to go through last year, my first year of pro. And he helped me through everything. And he was a huge part of my first year and really helped me push through and have a really good year. So I owe a lot of credit to him. But right now, I can't pick a for best friend because I love all the homegrown guys, like even the new guys like Cole Turner, Jack DeVries, all the home, Mark, Matt, and all of them. They're all really good guys. Who's your roommate uh, this year? Oh, best friend this year. Is that what he said? No, who's your roommate? roommate? Oh, roommate this year. Oh, Mark. Because uh, me and Mark went to January camp together, and they already had roommates during uh, preseason. So me and Mark ended up being roommates. Nice. Uh, that makes sense. How about you, Paxton? Who's your best friend on, in the academy? Uh, yeah, I got a lot. Probably either Nick Periano or Jack and Glenn, Ian Abbey, too. Yeah, I like all those guys. Yeah, we've come over. They're funny. Nice, man. Uh, Paxton, how old are you? Sorry. Uh, 16. Uh, that's what I thought. Um, so is, 
is the rule that you can't officially sign until you're 18 for the first team. And have you had talk? And have you had any talks with Jim about you know any future signings with the Union first team? Uh, no, I don't really know about that rule to be honest. But no, not yet. Hopefully, that's the dream in the end, though. Yeah, just, hopefully, you just gotta keep just working. You gotta keep yeah. working hard in the academy and stuff. That will come. Jim, Jim's been known as like a Philly guy, kind of like you guys are. So I, I feel like you have a good. I imagine you have a good rapport with him being all local. Um, but can you speak to something? One one attribute that makes Jim a good coach? I think he's a really good players coach for me. Um, he'll come to talk to me if I have any problems. And I think that he just is easy guy to go to. I don't, I don't think you should fear going to him as a coach because if you need to talk to him about something, you should talk to him about something. And, yeah, I just think in all, like, he, he, he gives you good positive feedback and – I think, yeah, it just makes you want to be a better player. That's awesome. He for sure pushes me, too, and I like that about him. Because that's always always a good sign, like, he wants you to get better. So I think that, he, yeah, he really pushes me and wants me to do as good as I can. Nice. And what would you say right now? I know it's early in your career, but what would you say is your defining moment of your career so far? Uh, Yeah, probably the Atlanta game. The, The first game against Atlanta when I scored. That was probably the most defining moment because I think that's what really, like, I mean, you guys know, I mean, that was my first ever game. Like, I didn't get in any other games. That was my first ever game. Marco got a red card the game before. I was just kind of like I was thrown into uh, 50,000 people at the game. Like, it was crazy. And, I mean, I went into the game. Like, it was good because, like, I had nothing to lose. Like, it was one of those games where it's like, you have nothing to lose. You go into Atlanta, so you just do as best you can. And I think that's what really helped me because I didn't think about the game that much. And whenever I don't think about the game, I always play my best. Yeah, I mean, and, you've you've come up with some pretty big moments. That that moment was huge, and we've talked about that on the podcast as kind yeah. of being a defining moment for last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then scoring against Atlanta again at home in that huge win. Yeah, uh, you scored in LA this season, and mm-hmm. that's a big big moment. Um, yeah. So, so I guess your first Atlanta goal, I was going to ask you to re- tell me which one was your favorite, but I guess your first Atlanta goal was your – Yeah, but I would probably say my favorite goal was the LAFC game. Just because, like, what I've been working on and what I – like, yeah, what I've been working on, like, that was to, like, literally what I've been working on. Like, just in the box, turning and shooting as fast as I can. And I think that was, like, that's what made it such a good goal for me. I, that's really cool. That's really cool to yeah. experience that. Yeah, and I think I was getting some, like, stick about it. Like, am I going to be able to score goals? Am I going to make assists? And I think that kind of, like, proved the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. you're Right now you're the leading goal scorer on my FIFA season right now. So <laughs> really? it's been no problem for me. That's a, that's a good note. I'll take that. <laughs> How did that LAFC game feel to you? Did, it was so crazy to watch. How did it feel on the field? Yeah, that was the most fast-paced game I've ever been a part of, like, in my whole union of career. Just – Two teams that just want to attack, just want to attack, score goals. And, yeah, you could see it was just an offensive battle. It was who scored the most goals because you have, on the other hand, you have Vela, Rossi, and you can't stop some of their goals. Like, the Vela's free kick, you're not stopping that. You have him cutting in, like, you have Rossi scoring another, like, chip far post goal. Like, you can't stop that. And whoever scores scores the most goals wins. So, yeah, that was a crazy game to be a part of, and I think it really – it was really good for me to be part of that game like that. Now, we asked Anthony the same question. Um, so I want to hear 
if maybe you know a little more than he did, but yes, Jakob Glesnes, did you know that he had that shot in him? No, I've never seen him hit a ball in training or anything like that in my life. Like he never even steps up to hit like free kick likes, like just training free kicks. Like he'll never do any of that. Like when we're messing around. So I've never seen him hit a ball like that in my life. And he stepped up confidently and we were like, why aren't you just like, why isn't Jameer just going to whip it in or something like that? But he stepped up and hit it really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> like, buckling, like, yeah. wow. Now, Paxton, did you stay up to watch the whole game? Yeah, I stayed up the entire time. It was crazy. I was, when Brendan scored, I was like, all right, that's it. Game winner. Yeah. And then they came down and scored again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I imagine your household was going pretty nuts, though. It must have yeah. been a wild night. Paxton, do you get to go to many uh, of Brandon's games, or do you are too busy with your own? Uh, last season, I made it to like I would say like half, more than mo- half. Yeah, majority of the home games. A couple of times I had to travel, and I couldn't make it back in time. But whenever I can, I definitely go to the games. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. That's being a good brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk just a couple minutes about the national team. Um, so you're in the January camp. You got your first cap. Uh, tell us how special that was and what was the training like compared to training with the union? Yeah, I think there's there's similarities, but I think coaching differences. There's you got Greg who's really critical on everything that you do. He wants almost every he doesn't want everything perfect because he knows not everybody's perfect, but I think that he's really critical on every little thing you do because he wants everything to be like moving forward. And I think that just like different philosophies. So we we play a four four two at the union. And now at national team, we play a 4-3-3, which is a distinct 4-3-3. And I think that just knowing my role in the team was different from the union because at the union at the 10, I have a little bit more freedom to kind of go wherever I want on the field because I'm like a false nine and there's not really a good spot for me in the middle sometimes. So I have to drift out wide or something to get the ball. But yeah, I think just like different positions. And I think it's good for me to learn these different formations once at a time and be able to go back and forth because I think it just like brings more knowledge to your game. But, yeah, I think the training sessions were definitely really hard at the January camp. They pushed us because it's preseason, of course, and we're missing our preseason. But, yeah, uh, both both trainings are really, really tough and physically demanding. Yeah, I feel like you came back to the union, and, and in the preseason you could see that you you were fit. You were definitely fit right off the bat. Yeah, we did a lot <laughs> of running. We did a lot of running at January camp. <laughs> like a lot. Were there any players in the in the national camp that kind of – uh spent some extra time with you gave you advice as you advanced in your career yeah I would say uh Jason Christ my U23 coach was there and he stayed with me and did some finishing with me most days uh Jonathan Lewis like all the young guys are there we always I mean you get along with all the young guys of course because you're around their age but being at the camp and being around the older guys like Pariola, Christian Roldan, Jordan Morris like these guys are the nicest guys in the world and they're just they care about you and they're willing to just talk about talk to things about you and they're just cool like they get along with you like they're like big kids but yeah I think it, they're all the guys there are really cool and uh, yeah it was good that's awesome um did you wear 22 for the national team also did I, I can't even remember yeah I think no I, no I didn't 20. I wore 20. 20 yeah you're right 20 20 okay because I was gonna ask is there something behind your number choice yeah no no I well, my favorite number is seven. You like were. that's been my childhood number. His is ten, but yeah, I was I love number seven. That's a that's one of my favorite numbers. For your first no. eight though, right? 
I can't remember. I yeah. think it was eight. No, yeah, that game was eight. I was yeah, remember eight. When you game. were with U23, it was 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, cool. I wore eight in the game against Costa Rica. Gotcha. Um, as we wrap up, so this is a general interview question as you apply to a job, but in five years, where do you like to see yourselves for both of you guys? Um, for me, it would just be playing on the first team and getting that contract and achieving that dream that I've always wanted to is becoming a professional soccer player. Really. Yeah. And for me, I think that it's doing as best I can with the union and having really good seasons and then hopefully making that step to go to Europe at some point. Nice. Um, I mean, that that's really it for me and Luke. Uh, guys, I got to say, I mean, we don't want to keep you guys too long, but we appreciate you guys coming on and talking no, to us. Sure. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us. Man. No problem. Yeah, yeah, you guys are so so much fun. We look forward to watching you guys and, and uh, seeing your careers. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Yeah, guys. Um, well, guys, that was the Aronson brothers on with the Doopy brothers. So you got your double dose of brothers. Um, so thanks, guys, for coming on. No, and Thank you. Thank you. Best of luck. We look forward to seeing you guys on the field soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Man. Thank you. Have a good one.